Welcome to the podcast. I'm Cass and this is All Things Mystical. And I'm Gabrielle and we're here to empower you to be mystical beings in this modern day world. Hello beautiful souls and welcome back to episode two of All Things Mystical. I'm your co-host Cass and today I'm going to be interviewing my wonderful co-host Gab. Thank you so much for joining us today Gab. Absolutely no problem. This is normality to be here. I know. Um, I'm just really excited about interviewing you because I still haven't done it for my podcast. I'm excited to sit down for our podcast and finally do this. I know this turned into fruition really fast, didn't it? Yeah, like we had the idea to do this like a week ago, two weeks ago maybe? Yeah, I think so. And here we are because like we had a lot of fun last time we sat down for a podcast. Yeah. Um, and we just thought the world needs to experience the Cass and Gab show on a regular. Mm. So here we are. So hopefully you've already listened to episode one, which was Gab interviewing me. And today I have the lovely honor of interviewing you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Gabrielle. I am a psychic development teacher. I'm here to teach beautiful souls about how to tap into their true intuitive nature, how to feel the energy of what's coming and how to deal with the energy that's past. That's exactly what I do. Mm. But any questions yeah i'm so many questions where do we begin i guess how did how does someone even start on this journey of becoming a psychic development teacher yeah i actually feel like this is the biggest misconception Mm. everyone's like you have to sit down and meditate and the truth of the fact is i did not meditate for like the first two years of becoming psychic like (laughs) Cass is triggered but I honestly didn't meditate I just went to class and did the stuff I had to do so bit background of me bit of a background on me guys I was always intuitive at a young age I used to have a lot of like mystical friends and magical friends and then I kind of blocked it out I was quite a sick child so I was constantly in and out of hospital almost every year I didn't attend that much school, which kind of led me astray, which is why Cass is with her third house, always fixing my grammar. You'll see that there will be grammar mistakes everywhere. Sorry, just my life story. It made me spiritual. I also have a deviant brain, which is really important to be aware of. So people who are super on the spiritual spectrum will normally have a deviant brain, which is like being dyslexic or being ADHD or having autism actually helps you perceive in a completely different way than having quote unquote a normal brain because they're completely two different neural pathways in how they're formed it's a different story Mm. so that's a really interesting fact about me but my spiritual journey as an adult stepping away from the time before when I was just intuitive as a kid really started in 2017 I was hit by a truck on a freeway Mm. and I was like actually spinning out of control i was so blessed life-savingly blessed that i kept my cruise control on because the truck that was hitting me kept like kept the tires on the ground like so lucky um and in that moment i was on the phone to my partner on bluetooth everything was fine i bipped at the the truck before it hit me and as soon as i bipped i went silent and My partner at the time started yelling because he could hear the crackling of the car, but I was just transfixed because my grandmother was standing in front of me. 
and she was like moving as the car was moving like it was that vivid so we were both mm. moved like i was spinning like doing circles around like with the tires on the ground and my grandmother was just like on the bonnet almost of the car saying everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay and mm. i was like okay <laughs> and i was just like transfixed it was in slow motion and mm. it was just like this pivotal point in my life and i remember like as soon as I got out of the car, the police rocked up, I reckon, in about four and a half minutes. Wow. It was really fast. Everything happened. Um, and they got me out of the car because I could walk. I'd, like, had bruising and stuff. And I was so excited. And I actually sat on the side of the freeway for half an hour because no one called the NRMA to come and pick up my car because we were all in shock that everything was fine. Mm. And I was so happy. Wow. And I didn't know the reason I was happy is because it was my first true, like, energy love ball from the universe. Because when we start to channel or do mediumship, you receive this universal energy and it's filled with love and this vibration that you just can't find on the physical plane of Earth. And it was just altering. Mm. Yeah, wow. I've actually never heard that story in full before, so that was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. So um, how do you go or how did you go from obviously that experience? You know, you, I just feel like you just can't go back to life as it once was before that. But the truth is I actually didn't tell anyone about this. Oh, my gosh. I would started telling people, like, I feel like I was meant to die. Mm. Anyways, and then in a short period of time, everything kind of ramped up. So I actually got a job at a funeral home. And I was like... Divine timing. It was really divine timing. And the reason I got the job, I was really young. First year out of university. And I was applying for this job because I wanted to work in the funeral home and help people, quote unquote. You're clearly a star seed if you say you want to help people, just to point that out. Anyway, so I applied for this job. I didn't get it, but they offered me a part-time job, which is really lucky because I lived in a small town and I was a graphic designer by trade. Anyways, the person who got the job was so creeped out by death that she left within a week and left her shoes at the office because they offered me the job and I turned up and I was like, whose shoes are these? (laughs) She was that freaked out. Anyways, I wasn't freaked out by the death because death had become very normal in my life from that point. Not too much so, but I started working at the funeral home and from day dot, I started feeling the energy of the loved ones and I would be like, oh, your mum loved roses or your child was really into the wiggles or like especially like the green wiggle i once had that green wiggle like show up in the room and i was like Mm. there's a green wiggle and i did very quickly i reckon within three or four weeks but i didn't really express this my partner at the time was a bit concerned but very happy that i was like alive and well and i was functioning (laughs) um And he put me straight back in a car the next day, which was probably like the worst thing to do. That's a terrible idea. I know, but we live and learn. I was young. I was only like 21. Mm -hmm. I was a bit younger than that. Anyways, so I went straight to a spiritualist church. So I learned most of my mediumship through a spiritualist church who worked directly with the Arthur Finlay College. So they had a representative here. And I did study doing quite a few online courses through Arthur Finlay. And I did go to London and do a course there as well. Do you want to explain what Arthur Finlay is? Arthur Finlay is like the version of Hogwarts for mediumship. Mm, mm. So there is one of those that exists. And it is a very old school. And it has a lot of dogma around it because it's strict. Mm. 
it is like actually attending Hogwarts. Like you got to do everything by the book and it's very people pleasing. So I didn't have the best experience in my own awakening. Like it was very harsh and strict and rule abiding. And it really put me in this box. And I didn't realize until the day that I'd left, like I'd paid for my term and I just left. Mm, Wow. Because I was just like, this isn't love. This isn't true connection. This is like forced. Mm. Like I am literally forcing myself to do something that's my natural ability. Yeah. And I just walked out and never returned. I made lifelong friends. I had relationships and it is such a time I look back in my life and I'm so freaking grateful for. But in the time, it actually made me quite depressed because I was constantly not good enough. It was like, and it was the crux back in the day, I was actually like a recovering perfectionist and I could never be perfect. Mm. So it held a lot of validity over my life. So that's how I learned to be a medium. I feel like that's a very masculine, I suppose, structure to that school as well, which I think potentially why you, that you didn't really vibe with it. I mean, what you do now is very feminine and flowy going to some type of, uh, you know, I suppose institution like that um, definitely doesn't just kind of fit who you are. You Mm. need to be able to ebb and flow as you need, which I think is really important for any kind of like starseed or mystic. Mm. And like to this day, like I don't do mediumship unless it comes and knocks at my door. Mm. Like someone will be like, hey, in this reading, I was just wondering if this person turned up and then if they turn up, I'm like awesome yeah they're here i'm so excited to chat with them for you but i don't ever offer mediumship because i feel like sometimes we're knocking at the door and we don't understand is it really Mm. our time to connect or is it really time for you to figure it out for yourself and if someone does bring up mediumship it's so important to know that that is an invitation for you to then become the sitter and learn to do mediumship for yourself for when you're called to go to a medium you are being called to be the medium for yourself yeah wow that's so interesting so like when did you go and see your first medium actually that's a really intriguing question so i my mother took me she felt urged mm. to take me to a medium and i was like in year 10 at school so before all of this like before all wow. of this so my mum is a very opened conduit and um her best friend who I call my auntie Jackie is super into the woo-woo like not to my my aunt Jackie is definitely now on my woo-woo train (laughs) but like back in the day they were like drug taking Mm. hippies Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm so blessed to have had those people and those women in my life who felt and heard their own calls to help find my call yeah so I went to a meeting in year 10 and she was like I don't want this to freak anyone out, but it's, like, such an important story in my life. She was like, I don't want you to, like, worry about this, Gabrielle, but you actually have this young man attached to you. And I was like, in year 10, so how old does that make me? Like, 16? 16? I was 16. So we just went on holidays to Queensland, and we normally don't do family holidays. So we went on this beautiful family holiday where I'd picked up this entity. And he was a young guy who was about my age, 16. He was probably a bit older. And he didn't want to cross over and he liked me because I was currently quite depressed at that time in my life. Like I did not enjoy school. I was trying to be better than I was at school because I had the dyslexia. It wasn't easy for me. And Mm. I was really a perfectionist and I actually like 
talked myself into, which I have no idea about how to, to go to university in year 11 and 12 because I wanted to be perceived as perfect, Mm. which now I have no problem. I'm clearly not. And that's okay because no one is going to Mm -hmm, be. mm -hmm. But back to the story is that this guy was following me around and making me even more depressed because I was quite suicidal at that time in my life. Yeah. And that's how he latched onto me. But don't stress because they really only latch onto people who are highly empathic or going through a very similar situation. And that was probably another pivotal point in my life, which wow. I don't think about very often. How, like, what was? How did you deal with that at the time? Because obviously, like, this was before. Obviously, you were really kind of like you'd experienced obviously the car crash and everything. So, like, what was the process? Did you like remove him? Like, I don't know. Tell me. So, so the medium that I went and mm. saw did remove him yeah. from me, but the side effect was I became incredibly scared of the dark, and I slept mm. on my mother's floor for about a month. Yeah. Wow. Like. I became a different person and the depression did slow down and stop and I stopped the urges of wanting to kill myself, which yeah. was like such an awakening change yeah. to where I really was in that dark place. Just on that um, being scared of the dark, because I know this is something I've spoken about with some of my clients who are kind of delving into the mediumship. Um, I've been terrified of the dark for most of my life and I obviously am aware now that it's because I'm, I'm sensing and feeling what's there um is it something that you find a lot of people who have these kind of like clairvoyant or other senses like is it is it common for us to be scared it's not super common it's a lot of people always say i feel and see things but it just means that you're too open so Mm. it just literally means that you need to close the f down Mm. right and that's like a super easy 10 minute conversation that we have and you're pretty much fixed for life as long as you keep to those principles which sounds super easy yeah and that's the funniest thing is that mediumship and being psychic is really freaking easy when someone shows you how like my students when i teach this like they can be channeling in week three Mm -hmm. this is a natural talent that we all have and this is why i'm so fucking passionate about because i see all these people being like i just want to meditate enough to become a medium or to become psychic and i'm like I, I, I don't, I didn't even meditate. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, I'm obviously, I do, I meditate more than you. And, and, yeah. um, it's, that's quite interesting because that's definitely, there's definitely a preconception that to do this kind of like work that you do, especially to be a psychic or a medium, it, it takes this kind of like Zen like, you know, being, whereas I'm the Zen one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the highly stressed Virgo with a Capricorn moon who yeah. loves, like, I freaking love what I do. Like, yeah. Give me a client to read in happy days. Yeah. And um, I have an Aquarius rising. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean a lot to me, but it might mean something to you. So I thought I'd share Just that. Add it in there. Sprinkle um, But, mm-hmm. and realistically, like the biggest thing to know is meditation is completely different to working psychically. Yes. So it's a really important point. Like I sit there and I don't really still meditate. Like I might meditate for 10 minutes of my meditation, but then I'm working psychically, which Mm. is really tapping into that inner child ability of imagination and that clairvoyance, which sounds like that doesn't sound like mediumship. That sounds like two separate things, but you actually have to be hyper attached to your inner child Mm. to be able to work with that clairvoyance because as a child, you're so mystical and magical. And it's about getting you back to those states of pure bliss and happiness where you really started to receive because you were high vibrational. 
Yeah, I think that's so important because I know again, so you're, obviously you and I do kind of similar work and mm. it's something I really stress to my clients. The more that we um, you know, connect with our guides and, and step into this more like psychic work, I still find it's really important. You still need to be doing that mindfulness meditation. Like my meditation in the morning is 45 minutes of mindfulness. Um, whereas like I'm not really always really tapping into that kind of like psychic field like you are. So I think it's very like there are so many different ways to meditate. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's such a misconception that I sit all day and meditate. Like mm. I'm good if I do half an hour a day and that means five, ten minutes of mindful meditation yeah. and then 20 minutes of like, hey, old guide, what you doing today? What do I got to focus on? Yeah. What's happening in the world? And then, like, I get really, like, sidetracked. And I'm like, how are the solar flares? And then what's happening tomorrow in another country? And then, like, I come back to myself and I'm like, maybe we should shut down because we're clearly reading all the energy of the world. And it's okay to be myself because I came here to be human. That's beautiful, yeah. I feel like we need to take a step back for a second because we've been obviously talking a little bit about, like, psychic abilities like do you want to like list out what those what those are oh yeah so we have six main psychic senses so everyone's always like but what does a psychic do Mm. so a psychic just reads energy just like an empath (laughs) yeah you're meant to (laughs) so that's i think it's a really important point yeah. Empath thing. yeah so empaths are really psychic so don't just be sitting here and being like oh my god i'm an empath and i wish i could be a psychic great news you are because empaths just read the energy of people and psychics just read the energy of everything mm. so we're just not categorizing ourselves into one shoe yeah we're categorizing ourselves into i read trees i read people i read houses i read land i read crystals yes mm. yeah same stuff so yeah. the six psychic layers yeah. let me we digress so we can be clairvoyant, which is seeing, clairaudient, which is hearing, claircognizant, which is knowing, clairsentient, which is feeling, clairalliance, which is clear smelling. And then there's one more that even when I used to do exams on tests, couldn't remember, but it's tasting. And people be like, oh, how do you taste something being a psychic? And I'm like, let me tell you the story about how many times do you smell mint and then taste it in your mouth when you're like, talking to someone do you not have this no no oh please I, tell me i always can tell when someone uses mint toothpaste not because i can smell it it might be like 6 p.m and then you're like hey mint, mint and toothpaste no clearly just one of your abilities and not mine <laughs> okay well thought that was common and i think that's such a thing for me is that i've lived in this world now doing this like i've been doing this as a business for about two years because I used to actually teach in studios in my hometown. Mm. That's how I started this. And I was like, if I do this for the rest of my life, I'll be so happy thinking I'll work in the funeral home forever. But <laughs> it changed. Um, so what, I mean, I know that, I, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, like what of those Claire um, abilities do you work with most? I know you kind of ebb and flow out of them, right? Yeah. So for most of my psychic journey, I was never clairvoyant. Mm. So I've had, I've experienced every single Claire. Most people are Claire sentient and Claire cognizant. So they know and they feel so profoundly. Mm. That's how most people kind of stumble across to me because they're like, I feel so overwhelmed. My nervous system is a shot. I know I'm made for more. And then I'm like, perfect, come into my little bubble and let's get you psychic. Mm. But 
realistically now I have them all I've always wanted to be clairvoyant Mm. And this is the first episode where I'm, like, admitting that now I'm clairvoyant. So, like, woo. Woo, we've, like, charmed, leveled up. <laughs> um, that's so – it's amazing, obviously, as well. Um, I know it's – it's. I was quite shocked. You know, you're a medium and you're like, I'm, I'm not clairvoyant. Yeah. So, like, how does that work? Because you can feel into them. And when I say clairvoyant, I'm – I'm describing to the level of like premonitions on charm. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what most people describe clairvoyant as. as. Yeah. Right? Um, so like I could always be like, oh, I think I'm seeing white hair. Oop, I think they have white hair. Oop. They feel tall. Oop. Yeah. They feel old. Oop. I feel like they have not because I was seeing it, but I was feeling it so ingrained in me. Mm. Like, feel like they lived by the water. I feel like it's your grandfather three times removed because where the energy stands near you is Mm. actually an indication. It's like playing chess. Yeah. So if they're like right on my shoulder, it's the father. If they're right on my knee, it's the grandfather. If they're further back, it's a friend. So it's like learning to play cosmic chess. Wow. So it's it's interesting because I think that's definitely a misconception that you have to be clairvoyant and actually be seeing, you know, dead people um, to do mediumship. Yeah, because I always felt them. And that's why I think when I first went to that medium, I got so petrified of the dark because I probably was feeling, but I was so disconnected Mm. to my feelings. I was such in a bad place. And this isn't something that I really talked about with my depression, um, that it really disconnected me. Mm. So it was quite... And I know, like, I live this life now where I feel like I'm really stepping into my emotion. Mm -hmm. And that feels like it's so important. But you can be completely... I know people who are, like, alcoholics who are mediums. You don't have to be a pure working channel in order to have the gifts that you were born with. Yeah. You just have to know how to utilize them. And Mm -hmm. that's such a misconception that you've got to be pure and white and good, like, almost like a pure white witch. Yeah. But that's not true. So everyone has these abilities, right? Look, everyone is a grain of salt concept. Everyone who is willing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very important. I mean, I I, I look at this as like this, you know, human role that we live in is full of duality. There will always, in my opinion, be people who... uh, are going to live a very basic life who are never going to really understand these concepts that we're speaking about and then there's going to be people on the other spectrum yeah like yourself um so if you feel like you're sitting somewhere on that kind of like higher end of the spectrum which you probably are if you're feeling this then 100 percent you are a psychic in some way i know for me um when i first met gabs i was like i'm not a psychic i'm not an empath i don't feel anything because even just three months ago i wasn't really feeling my emotions i've gone through a hell of a journey being all like oh those things that i've been shutting out that's energies of people or things in the environment around me so i know it's very empowering to that kind of like like what was your biggest motivator in actually getting into this work do you feel i think it was just realistically the fact that I was shoved in a box in a funeral home feeling Mm. energy. Mm. Like I didn't want to willingly participate in this world because I was like in a really serious relationship and I had the dream car, the best job out of uni. I left with great marks in uni. Like Mm. I had what everyone wanted. I had the internships. I was working a corporate job that was paying exceptionally well to be first year out of uni. I had, I literally had the ticket list. Mm. Mm. Like, 
And putting me into mediumship, I left the guy. I left the job. I I even lost all of these friends because they didn't live up to my standard or accepted me. Like me accepting mediumship was actually a losing streak for like probably the first year. Mm. Yeah. And I was constantly challenging myself. No, Gabrielle, that's a perception. No, Gabrielle, that's not real. Yes, Gabrielle, that's real. And a lot of the time I started to actually feel mental. Mm. And a lot of this was actually a mental game. Like at points in me becoming a medium and stepping away from mediumship, I literally thought I should have been on psychiatric drugs. Mm. Like it got to that point where I was like, oh my God, I'm literally crazy. And I think when you mix that in with the depression that I had, I probably really went back into depression after stepping into mediumship because I lost so much in such a short span of time. Like I was trying to keep everything the same and it just didn't work. Yeah, but I feel like that happens with anyone who goes on any like type of spiritual journey like i'm sure to anyone listening like you've probably lost um family friends as you've kind of like awakened your soul to like this kind of like other world that's really here um so you've just experienced it in such an intense way of obviously going through this whole mediumship journey yeah and it was truly like a black night of the soul and what was Mm. really funny was i was actually really sick like and me driving to where i was going before the accident like that was the first time I'd driven in like two weeks because I'd just been admitted out of hospital like three days before. Mm. So it was like a rocky journey. And then it just it just escalates and you are in this escalation and you're just wondering how to get off the damn ride. And the only way to get through it is to surrender. Like if you're going through this right now and you find this, please reach out to me. Like I have people who message me all the time and they're like, I've learned about the black night of the soul and I'm pretty sure... I'm in it. Yeah. And the thing that I don't admit to them is it happens again. Mm-hmm. But after the first journey, everything gets easier because you learn to surrender. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's like going through spiritual waking, like it's constant. Like you, I feel that if you feel like in your life right now that everything's going fantastically, there is a good chance that everything's about to blow up in your face. Like that's my conception of life. That's like, really interesting. Yeah, like... I, for me personally, like, I feel like I'm, like I said before, like I'm constantly here to grow and evolve. So if I'm just floating along and nothing's really, um, I suppose there's no friction in my life, then like I need to like change something because I'm, I'm almost like looking for that friction. That's so interesting. See, I don't have that concept of mm. needing friction. I feel like I'm constantly in friction, but I'm currently in this time of non-friction. So can we talk about okay. happy concepts? Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, happy <laughs> concepts are good. Just accepting the fact that, like, you know, life will have its ups and downs. Yeah, there's yin to yang. Yes. I see it, but I don't talk about it or don't mm. express it. Okay. And that's the difference between Cass and I. Yeah. She's always happy to talk about how things are good to will one day become bad and I'm just like riding the weight of happiness like a mm. puppy dog wagging their tail mm. beautiful analogy I feel like there's anything else about your journey that we haven't really covered yet um I feel like honestly the biggest part that we haven't talked about that really needs to be highlighted is why we're doing this podcast mm, okay. and how we met yes so I was really blessed to have reached out to Cass I was currently just went through another one of my random breakups mm-hmm. um maybe four months ago five months no it, would no, be it was december december so december 2020 i mm. reached out to Cass, 
and I wanted her to be my mentor. And she said, no. And I was like, full shock. Bitch, why don't you want to mentor me? And she said, I needed a business coach. So we actually, like, we both started working with the same coach. I just want to point out that, like, when I was on the call to Gabs, like, we were probably on the phone for, like, an hour and a half. And I said to her, I was like, you are going to be a really important person in my life. Little did I know that she was already psychic and reading the energy of the future. Um, So we did become really good friends. And we also, that introduced me to Storm, our other mutual friend. And we are currently living our best lives. Mm -hmm. And to tell you this, like it fills my heart with gratitude. We're on a working holiday for like three months up here near the Byron Bay hinterland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just chilling out, being with each other. And this is how this podcast started because we are so alike. Mm. And we are, like, Cassie's the most alike person I've ever met to myself. Yeah. And that in itself is such a beautiful mirror and a trigger and, like, mm. a sister. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do remind me of my sister because you're a Virgo. Yeah. So that's why we get along. And I'm an only child, so it's really nice to finally have met people who are, like, mm. sister-worthy. Yeah. That's me. Uh, <laughs> so that's why we're here and that's why we're doing this and that's how we met and... It's been such a beautiful evolution together because Cass has taught me how to slow down, Mm -hmm. chill my nervous system out, Mm -hmm. to meditate mindfully and just about aspects of my own astrology and human design and help me encompass my understanding better. Yeah. And I feel like coming from the outside of her world has taught me so much and I'm really here to just learn off her. Mm. But I'm obviously stealing stuff from you because you've opened me up to, oh, I have feelings that I, like, I just really want to just really put this out. So we were sitting at Grilled in the in the um, mm-hmm. surface, in service paradise and Gab asked a really pivotal question that honestly nearly brought me to tears. And she was like, what does it feel? Um, what does what does like hurt feel like in your body? And I was like, uh, 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 and I realized I couldn't tell her what it felt like because I wasn't feeling. But then I asked you what it's like to be happy, and you came up with a similar answer. Yeah, I realized that I didn't know what pain or happiness or love, and that was probably pretty pivotal moment in the end of my marriage because I realized I don't love him because I don't know what love feels like (laughs) which I've been very open with him so that's totally fine I have no problem sharing that but you know I think you're you and I are obviously learning uh, from each other and you know we're both learning from each other yeah in such a strong way and we may be sitting here laughing about it but we both kind of went on the same journey like I could like I I've loved a lot of people in my life I'm a very loving person like please walk up to me. I'll give you a hug Um, kind of person. But I never accepted the feelings in which I had. I always questioned them. And Mm. Cass has really been teaching me just to be in them and just sit with them and journal about them Mm. and understand them at that deeper level. Mm. So we're really here to learn off each other and let you learn off us because we both think we've got some pretty dope shit that we need to uncover. Basically, I mean, I feel like we have a very broad range of the kind of mystical spiritual world that when the two of us can kind of come together we can really i don't know like i said hash out hash out and and really spread some knowledge out to the world um in a really fun way because i think we're just gonna have so much fun and yeah i think the biggest thing to point out is it's gonna be fun and i don't think i'm going home anymore so this will be great because it'll be a live thing there'll also be all of our bloopers Mm. hopefully fingers crossed if i don't move back 
on Instagram. So catch us for some bloopers. But how do they find us? So I'll answer my own mm. question first. That was great. Um, you can find me at I am Gabrielle Bentley on Instagram, and you can find Cass at Inspired by Cass. Yeah, so come join us in our own mystical lands and where we take what we do to the best of our abilities for ourselves and then we combine here. And I mm. think there'll be times where we have offerings so you can learn from the both of us together mm. and we can do like readings and really like do that for you and help you understand at a deeper level. But until then, just keep up with us because it's like keeping up with the mystics of society. Oh, I love that. I just feel like mystical witches. Mystical witches, bitches. I don't know. I'll come up with a cool catchphrase. Yeah, I'm still just like thinking that I haven't watched the last episode of The Kardashians. Oh my gosh. You're still avoiding that. <laughs> I'm so sad that it's over. <laughs> oh, okay, well, thank you so much. Um, do you have anything final? I think that was it. No, that was I was it. interviewing you, so I feel like we really covered off. I really gave everyone a good view of, of you. And the life that we live. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, so thank you. And we'll see you next week. And I think next week we're going to delve into healing. I think so. Yes, let's do it. Beautiful. Well, we'll chat to you soon. 